You are now listening to Bookish. The canon continues. The podcast that's dismantling the sacred secular divide with your host, Michelle Collins. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next installment of Bookish. The canon continues. I am your host, Michelle Collins. I'm excited to be back in the seat. I have to apologize first and foremost up front. I missed a podcast deadline uh, two weeks ago. Uh, as many of you know, I shared it a few times while I was on the road. I had to record a couple podcasts while I was on the road driving across country for our move. And uh, when I got here, I got everything set up. I thought I was good to go. We didn't have internet yet, but I had hotspots. Unfortunately, what happens when you work from hotspots is that you run out of data. Um, they don't cut you off, or mine doesn't anyway, but they tremendously slow down the speed. So... <laughs> I had no speed. I couldn't produce a podcast and I was devastated. I called my producer, uh, Ralph at choir. And I, I apologized up one side and down the other. He was so very gracious for it. Um, but today I thought I would try and do something a little different, um, because this move has been very disruptive to my normal schedule and to my reading and to getting in the time with, uh, prospective co-hosts. Um, I wanted to do something a little different to try and get everything back together. So I thought, what better way than to go on Facebook and let everybody watch me <laughs> stumble through this, um, but also to kind of invite you into my process. Um, so as I mentioned, this is actually a recording. Those of you that are watching on Facebook, this is a recording for uh, the podcast that I do for choir uh, publishing called Bookish. The canon continues. Of course, the idea here is to bridge the sacred and secular divide book by book um, in which we actually bring books into a discussion almost like a book report. If many, if any of you are familiar with those from when you were a child, book reports are a part of every child's education. I think, I don't know if they still are or not. They were for me. Um, but basically it's a, it's a, it's a, a discussion, if you will. And, uh, I like to have people on with me because I don't like to speak into cyberspace on my own. I feel like it's really boring. Um, the only downside to having co-hosts is that they're the ones choosing the book. I'm at their mercy. That's the premise. Uh, whoever I invite to be the co-host, they get to choose the book. I read it. We have a discussion. But that disallows me to ever choose a book that I would like to read, uh, which was pointed out to me by, uh, by my producer. So I actually have like a very large stack sitting next to me of books that I actually am wanting to discuss at some point. But I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want to sit here and decide if... A book is interesting to somebody else. Um, so I'm going to present that list in just a little bit. But before I start talking about books, I want to do something else. I, I really feel like something is on my mind I want to share. Of course, as many of you know, um, we lost a Supreme Court justice yesterday, which was incredibly shocking. Um, I was in the middle of a Facebook Live recording the other podcast I work with, Mental, and I saw it come up on my phone, and I think my face froze. I could see it. I, I couldn't breathe for a moment um, because it was so shocking to me. I mean, of course, everybody knows that she was advanced in age, and she was, of course, ha uh, dealing with cancer and a reoccurrence of cancer. She had been sick and hospitalized several times recently, um, but she kept coming back. That lady was a fighter. And so it was devastating to me to see that she had died. And so I want to, I just kind of want to give her a moment because what's been upsetting to me is immediately the discussion has become her replacement and the politics associated with replacing a Supreme Court justice. And while I understand the pandering of both sides of the aisle, I'm deeply disturbed by the fact that 
it's a rush over her death and any respect that should be given to her for her years of service to our country. And we completely miss the point of her serving. And, and a lot of people are familiar with her name, but they're not familiar with why she was important. And so I just wanted to go back through this. Of course, she um, was a pioneer for women. She literally fought the battle over and over and over for women. Um, she was, of course, put on the Supreme Court in 1990. I'm sorry. I think it was 1993. Yeah, 1993. Uh, President Bill Clinton at that time nominated her. A lot of people do not know this, but she was actually confirmed. And I think I'm going to check my source just to make sure I have it right. But I'm almost positive it was 96 to 3 that she was confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah, 96 to 3. That means across both sides of the aisle, she was respected enough to put on the Supreme Court. Not only that, another thing that a lot of people do not know, she was, of course, very much at opposite ends of the political spectrum in her thought processes from Justice and uh, Scalia. Um, and yet they maintained a very deep friendship. They were able to put aside their differences. They were able to connect and maintain friends, even while arguing against one another's points on the Supreme Court. Uh, I find that laudable. I find that something that should be applauded. Um, and I really, really wish that we would see more of that in our politics, people reaching across the aisle to maintain relationship, even in the face of disagreement. I said this the other day, and I'm going to say it again, that agreement is not for me and should not be for anyone, the hallmark of relationship. Relationships are too valuable for us to put passing interests like politics or religion in, in place of them, or as in more important than them. Um, but just I want to share just a little bit more about her and then I'll, I'll go back to talking about books because <laughs> this is not something I normally do on bookish, but I really felt like this was very, very important. Um, and I misspoke earlier. Uh, no, it was 1993. Um, I'm reading this. So forgive me if my eyes are straying a little bit. Um, as I said, she was nominated by Bill Clinton. She was confirmed by the Senate in a 96 to three vote, uh, which is historic in my opinion. Um, she was uh, considered part of the Supreme Court's uh, moderate liberal kind of block. Um, she was an incredibly strong voice in favor of gender equality, the rights of workers and the separation of church and state. And oh my God, if there was an issue that I was going to be very, very adamant about, it would be the separation of church and state. I feel very adamantly and strongly that never the two should meet because as a Christian, and although I'm going to tell you, I don't claim that, that title anymore because I think what has become of Christianity is not something I want to identify with. I identify with Jesus Christ. I identify with God, the father and the Holy spirit. I do not identify with identity politics, determining whether I have salvation or not. I find that to be in quite frank terms, bullshit. Um, and I know that's going to offend some people because there's a lot of people still locked very much into that mindset and you're free to be there. I choose not to be. Um, but the separation of church and state is important. And here's why, because not everybody in this country, this great, wonderful country that's supposed to be about all of us, the great melting pot, right? Not every one of us believe the same way. And that's the beauty of it. We don't have to. So if we integrate religion and politics, we end up with a very big nationalistic fervor that then begins to hold sway over people that don't believe the same as us, but yet are still citizens of this country and should count in their thought processes. Anyway, that's my political thing here. I'm, I'm only saying that. But anyway, I wanted to give her credit today. Um, I do want to mention 
she had a landmark cake. She, she argued five out of six, I believe, um, five out of six very important cases that she argued successfully. One of them in 1996, um, she wrote the landmark decision about United States versus Virginia, um, which actually held uh, that the state supported Virginia Military Institute could not refuse to admit women. Damn right. In 1999, she won the Bar Association Thurgood Marshall Award for her contributions to gender equality and civil rights. That's somebody that stood up for her convictions. I, I applaud her for that. It doesn't mean, as I had pointed out to me on my Facebook page, that I supported some baby killer. Uh, it, it means that I recognize a strong woman upon whose shoulders my voice gets to stand. It means that I get to stand up and hold to my convictions, whether they're popular or not, and say that freedom and equality belong to all of us, to not just certain people. It certainly should never be decided by creed, religion, skin color, sexual orientation, or anything else that would serve to divide us, but it should be about each of us being an important voice in a process that matters. We are supposed to be a city on a hill. We are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We are supposed to be and have lauded ourselves as being some great uh, example to the rest of the world. We have to continue to work towards being that and not so busy dividing ourselves. Um, so as I said, I'm going to be done on, I'm going to climb down off of my pulpit now and off of my soapbox and I'm going to go back to books. Um, but I definitely wanted to give her her due because she deserved it and she deserves a lot more. Um, and I would like, I would love it if we could actually wait to nominate a replacement until after her funeral, because I feel that that would show respect for who she was and her place on the Supreme court. And I would say that for any Supreme court, um, any Supreme Court uh, justice, they give up a lot of their lives. That's a lifetime appointment, and we should we should definitely present them with that kind of respect. Um, I'm going to switch over now and go back to bookish, and uh, I want to draw you into my process. Uh, that's what I'm interested in doing. Um, of course, as I explained, this podcast is about books. It's as simple as that. We are here to discuss the books that inspire us, the books that challenge us, the books that allow us to dream and to think bigger than ourselves. Um, I try to choose books that are going to challenge me. Uh, obviously, I often pick books that, of course, I already agree with. Sorry, we can't get away from confirmation bias. It's just the way it is. We're humans, um, which is part of the benefit of having people join me as a co-host on the microphone, because then they can suggest a book that may very well challenge me, um, maybe even make me angry. And that's okay. That's about, it's because it's about discussion. It's about learning and growing together. I wanted to present you with some of the books. I'm going to, I'm going to show you them very quickly. I'm going to give you a highlight of them. Um, of books that people have already told me they would like to discuss with me. And I'm going to call those people out a little bit and say, hey, let's get something on the schedule so we can keep this going. Um, one of the first ones, uh, my very good friend, Dylan Neighbor Cruz, he's been with me twice on the podcast, but we have another book to discuss. I'm going to show it. It's called, I've got little sticky notes with everybody's names on them, um, Engaging the Powers. And so uh, this one is I think going to be a challenge to me. First of all, I try to read as quickly as I can. This is a bigger book. Um, I tend to get through one or two books a week, most of the time, but again, bigger book, but Dylan, um, I'm going to tag you in the comments. We got to set a date. I want to get this one done. Uh, I also have, 
another friend that has been with me once before. I've got a couple more books that he and I had mentioned. Um, of course, David Hayward. Many of you know him as the Naked Pastor. Uh, he sat with me and we talked about Melinda Gates' book previously. He has another one that he has mentioned a couple times, and it's called Seven Brief Lessons on Physics. It's a small book, but he said it packs a punch. So I'm looking forward to discussing that one. Post a note back on it. Um, I had a, a, a conversation with Thomas J. Ord uh, with regard to books, and he was quite surprised when I told him he couldn't talk about any of his books because he has like 26 of them. Um, I said, pick a different one. So he he had mentioned this book, and um, it's called The Shift. And so I definitely want to get this one. This is called Surviving and Thriving After Moving from Conservative to Progressive Christianity. That's going to throw some people. Um, but again, it's about... Uh, reaching into those places that make us uncomfortable and trying to open up our minds to it. Um, so I'll be, I'll be adding him in my comments as well. So we can see, I hope they don't mind. I should have asked probably, uh, another person of which I, of who I have invited, uh, he, I love it when people list their list of books that somebody had just given them or that they've picked up themselves because I kind of pill for that. I go look, at those books and decide which ones really seem interesting to me. And this was one of them. It's called, um, who do you serve? Who do you protect? Uh, Dallas Verity. Uh, this was a book that he mentioned that his wife got him, I think, or that he got, uh, he mentioned a couple and I have several of them, but he agreed to come and discuss this book with me. So that one's going to be coming up. Uh, of course, uh, it's on police violence and resistance in the United States, another touchy subject, but something that has to be discussed because it is that big of a subject matter. Um, Another one that has been with me before, Kevin Miller. Actually, Kevin Miller was one of the first interviews or interviews or discussions that I shared on Bookish. And we did I Saw Satan Fall Like Lightning by Rene Girard on the subject of mimetic theory, which was fascinating. I love mimetic theory, uh, but Kevin's way well, way more well versed in it than I am. Um, so it'll be interesting to do another book with him. But I have a couple here that he's mentioned The Death of Expertise. This was one I had already seen and wanted to do, and then Kevin mentioned it. So I, I sent him a message and said, hey, want to come discuss? I hope he remembers that we discussed that. And then the other one here, uh, he and I discussed on air before, the denial of death. Um, this one is very hard for me, and I, I will be honest and say I've actually put this one off. Um, for anybody that has gone through deconstruction, of course, one of the subjects that come up is heaven, hell, eternity, all of those things. And I have a very real hard time thinking about death right now because I'm still pondering those things. So this one, denial of death, that won't be me. Um, but Kevin had suggested this book as well. A uh, couple more here. Um, again, David Hayward, Naked Pastor, Search Inside Yourself. Uh, the unexpe Unexpected Path to Achieving Success, Happiness, and World Peace. And don't we all want world peace? Anyway, so I'm going to call David out again and say we have, we have a couple things we have to put on the schedule. And then the last one, my very good friend, somebody I love greatly, um, we chatted about this today and I think we're going to record next weekend so we can get this one in for the next episode. Um, my very good friend, Laura Forehand, who I love for her, her patience, her love, her mercy, her kindness, uh, suggested this book and I didn't know much about it. Uh, it's by Glennon Doyle. It's called Untamed. And I have to tell you, after reading the book, I think the preface made me cry. Um, so it was... A fantastic read. And so I'm going back through it again this week. I know she is as well. We're going to record next weekend. And that's after this one comes out, that's going to be the next one that we bring up. Um, just fast, fascinating book. Anyway, so those are the ones that I have on the docket already. 
I have a whole stack of books sitting here of things that I want to read and talk about. And so what I wanted to do, and this is the reason I went on a Facebook live to do this. So those listening through the normal podcast channels, absolutely email me or find me on Facebook if you're interested in what I'm about to say. Um, Those on Facebook watching live, of course, have a little bit of an advantage. Um, But I'm going to present these books. And what I want to do is present an invitation. If any of these books sound like something you would be interested in discussing, give me a shout out. Uh, In the comments, give me the name of the book and a way to reach you, or we can talk through private message or an email or whatever you want to do. But I am very, very open to bringing in people that want to discuss um, some things I'm interested in and that they might find interesting as well, instead of me just sitting here behind this microphone, just talking. Uh, I always feel so self-conscious about that, especially when the, when the podcast comes out, I'm always like, these have got to be the ones that like, I don't get very many downloads because like, who wants to just listen to me talk for an hour? Although I see the irony that I'm sitting here talking into the void this way. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go through this very quickly. So this, this podcast episode is going to be a little different. I apologize if it's not what you were looking for. Um, but again, as I bring up these books, if this is something that's interesting to you, give me a shout, let me know. And if there's several of you that are interested in the same books, we can have a larger discussion. I'm okay with that as well. Um, we'll just have to coordinate schedules. Uh, so the first one, I just got this one. It's called, uh, and I, again, a lot of these I've seen people, uh, put out there on Facebook. So if you're, if you recognize one of these books is something you've put out there, you definitely should want to just, uh, to discuss it. Uh, this one's called Jesus and John Wayne, how white evangelicals corrupted a faith and fractured a nation. Okay. So throwing the big bombs out there right now. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was sounded interesting. Of course, this is my background. So I decided I wanted to, to read this book and, and maybe discuss it. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, or if you were the person that I saw this on your page, give me a shout. Um, I got to make room for all these books. Uh, this next one is something that I picked up. There may not be anybody that's interested in this, but me, but I thought it looked kind of interesting. It's called self-discipline, the Spartan and special operations way to mastering yourself. Uh, several of you know, I've run a couple different Spartan races. My daughters used to be involved in sport Spartan races. Um, and there's a lot of discipline that goes into training for one of these. And so I was kind of interested in, in maybe what they were sharing about that kind of self-discipline because everybody needs some self-discipline myself included, probably a lot of it. Um, so if it sounds interesting, let me know. Uh, this one is by somebody named Barry Taylor. It's called sex, God, and rock and roll catastrophes, epiphanies, and sacred anarchies. Um, so any of you that feel like you like to live on the, on the edge, you want to come examine some of these subject matters as it, and I'm pretty sure this was pertaining to somebody that had a Christian belief system and maybe has questioned a lot now or whatever. Uh, again, some of these I've had for a while, so I don't exactly remember, but anyway, it sounds interesting. Let me know. Um, unstoppable self-confidence. Are you starting to pick up a theme for me? <laughs> uh, stuff that I need to work on. So this one, again, is a bigger book. This is something you have to take into consideration if you're going to consider doing a book with me. Some of the books may be a little hefty. So we'll have to plan that in the scheduling as far as giving you time to read it and giving me time to read it. Um, this is how to create the indestructible natural confidence of the 1% who achieve their goals, create success on demand, and live life on their terms. I don't know. I, I, a lot of my book choices depend on my mood. 
on any given day. Uh, this one I actually have two copies of <laughs> because I just decided I wanted to read it that much. It's called The Leap. It's by Eckhart Tolle. Is it by Eckhart? Yeah. No, the foreword is by Eckhart Tolle. It's by Steve Taylor. Uh, the Psychology of Spiritual Awakening. This is, of course, something very near and dear to my heart. Uh, my doctoral thesis is on the idea of religious abuse systems. And so, and a lot of times that perpetuates some kind of a spiritual awakening for people. And so I'm very interested in seeing um, what the book has to offer. So again, something you're familiar with or want to discuss, happy to discuss it with you. Uh, another new one. I'm sorry, this is going to take a while because I got a huge stack here. So this is kind of tedious, I know. But it's the only way I know how to put it out there to let people know that I'm open to them discussing with me. Um, the Age of American reason, Unreason in a Culture of Lies. Uh, this is probably very political. Uh, again, we're in, a, you know, we're in an election year, so probably timely. Um, I Again, something newer I just saw, so definitely political. I just got this one today. Again, my very good friend, David Hayward, the naked pastor had wrote this book till doubt do us part. Of course, um, my co-host on mental and myself discussed relationships as it pertains to deconstruction last week. So if you're looking for that subject matter on, uh, you can find it on mental and David has written a book about relationships and I have not read this yet, but I'm assuming, like I said, I just got it today, but I'm assuming, uh, that he is discussing, of course, marriage in an age of questioning your belief systems. So definitely something the back says, if changing, if, cha if changing beliefs are changing your marriage, you need to read this book happened to me. So I'm looking forward to reading that one. Um, another one. And I think, again, this came from Dallas Verity's list. Uh, I didn't ask him to discuss it. I'm happy to discuss it with him. If he wants to, it's called the end of policing. Again, this is a very big subject right now about defunding the police. And of course, I think that this once again, brings up a subject matter that is a very hot topic and one that many people are not well-versed in because immediately everybody jumps to the opinion that that means that we are going to get rid of police altogether. Now I know that has been suggested in some places, but that is not what the majority of the discussions surrounding that subject are pertaining to. The majority of those discussions are talking about taking away some of the funding that the police officers receive, putting it into social services and community services that would help bridge that gap. So I think this book is going to talk a little bit about that and something that I'm very interested in understanding. I haven't said a whole lot on that subject matter because I wanted to understand it better before I present any kind of opinion on that. Um, there's a few more here. Sorry. Uh, the coddling of the American mind, how good intentions and bad ideas are setting up a generation for failure. Um, it's, it's talking about college campuses. Uh, the last few years, speakers are shouted down. Students and professors say they're walking on eggshells, afraid to speak honestly. Um, rates of depression and anxiety are rising. How did this happen? Uh, it's a book for basically for, it says for parents, teachers, college students, or anyone who is confused by the growing divisions within the American society, picking up a theme on my interest. Um, again, open for discussion. This one, my cousin actually, uh, my cousin, Danny posted something about this on her page on her Facebook page. And I happened to see it. It's by Carl Sagan. It's called the demon haunted world. I thought it sounded really interesting. Um, science as a candle in the dark. So uh, again, maybe another hot topic, the difference between, you know, the, the pushback against science recently, uh, especially now in the age of COVID. And this actually I picked up before COVID even became a thing. So um, 
another hot topic for discussion. This one I've had for a while, and I really want to delve into this because I really feel like we have a very big problem with this in, this, in our country. Uh, Anti-intellectualism in American life. It's by Richard Hofstadter. Uh, again, getting into the, dis, uh, the discussions of um, another hot topic area in which people are pushing back against the age of uh, education, higher education specifically, those that want to... Uh, have a discussion on the fact that higher education is liberalizing America. Uh, so there is a very big, if you will, anti-intellectual push. And uh, another subject that I really, really wanted to understand uh, before speaking too much on. Um, I had this one in the pile. I don't remember this one, to be honest. It's called The Fall, another one by Steve Taylor, an important and fascinating book about the or origin, history, and impending demise of the ego so a little psychology, maybe anybody interested in psychology, maybe we could jump into this one together. Uh, I got this one the other day called not in God's name. It's written by a Jewish rabbi. And again, I think it's going to be a little political, um, but confronting religious violence, which is another big area that I think we have lost our way. Um, I think many of us associate violence with God and I find that to be kind of not kind of, I find that to be wrong. And so this sounded pretty interesting. I thought I'd pick it up. I did. Uh, last one I've had for a while. I had uh, somebody who is a fitness coach who suggested this book and that then she's very self-conscious about coming on podcasts. So I may tag her and see if I can still pull her in, but this is called the four agreements, um, a practical guide to personal freedom. I don't know a lot about this book. Um, I'll just read you a little bit. It reveals the source of self-limiting beliefs that rob us of joy and create needless suffering. Uh, the Four Agreements offers a powerful code of conduct that can rapidly transform our lives to new experience of freedom, true happiness, and love. So an uplifting book, not political or religious in nature. Anyway, that's my stack of books. Uh, as you can see, my bookshelf behind me has quite a few. Some of those I have not read yet either. So I may have another ch uh, challenge throw out there in a little bit. Uh, not today, but uh, I, I've got more than enough to keep me busy for my podcast comes out every two weeks. That's enough for at least the next year and a half. <laughs> uh, but I am interested in inviting you all into my process, um, delving into some good conversations, even having, as I said before, uh, conversations with multiple people at, at a time. I think that's very beneficial. Um, I absolutely believe that the avenue to creating a greater society is a better understanding of one another. And we can do that only through conversation. Screaming at one another, um, berating one another does not do that. It only drives us further apart. Um, and just another Shout out for any of you that missed it earlier today. It's on my page. I shared it. Uh, we did a too many podcasters kind of town hall kind of thing this morning. And we ended up um, talking a lot about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but also um, religion, politics and whatnot. And it, it's about bringing together those ideas and working together to find the answers. Um, while I understand that our political and electoral process is uh, a part of our, our country, it's a valid part of our country, the reality is the day-to-day -day is about you and I. It's about us engaging with one another and creating an atmosphere that allows for discussion and disagreement 
uh, without violence, uh, without the constant need to berate or silence somebody else that may disagree with us. Um, and if I may, I'm going to jump back very quickly to a headline I just saw a little bit ago. Um, we have a lot of places right now that are beginning early voting. Um, and there were several places in which voters were intimidated today into not voting. And that is wrong. I don't care what your beliefs are. Um, Republican, Democrat, conservative, progressive, it makes no difference. If you are keeping somebody else from their vested right to vote, you are acting inappropriately. So this has to become the place where we start making those changes. And I believe that a lot of people actually only vote for a presidential election year. And I think that's wrong. If you're going to vote, you should be more concerned about those grassroots local elections because that's where we start raising up politicians that actually speak for the people. By the time we're at a presidential election, we are no longer talking about people that represent all of us, which has become very, very apparent. You and I are the answers, my friends. You and I educating ourselves, sitting down together, having discourse, disagreement, sitting at a table together. That's the answer. That's the only viable answer. Um, and so with that, again, I threw out the challenge. I hope somebody takes me up on it or your my podcast is just going to be me talking about the books I wanted to read. Um, so let me know if you're interested. I know this was pretty short uh, for my podcast listeners. Um, I hope that you found something there that you can kind of be interested in. For those of you on Facebook, this is just about enough of me. I'm positive. Uh, I've been on here a couple times today. And so I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you all for listening. Those that you have you that have hung with me, those of you that have commented, thank you. I saw your comments um, and I'll respond to them. Um, that's going to be it. So with that, I am going to sign off for my podcast. For those of you listening to Bookish, the canon continues. Thank you so much. Um, I have enjoyed spending this time with you and doing things a little differently but I'll see you next time.